0: Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. We're back here in the hotel again, luxurious circumstances, holding our microphones like I don't know what, like people without tripods for their microphones. For the Tour de France Stage 21 recap, we're both exhausted. It's a Champs-Élysées sprint with the procession, with people showing off the jerseys at the start, and it's actually a slightly uphill drag. That's what I never realized. And Tom was reminding me that um, our guy Zwift Tom Coles, shout out to Tom. He's like, yeah, this is why you have to do more watts up the Champs-Élysées drag. And, yeah, you can see it. Like, even when the last sort of exposure breakaway got caught today, like, they were going backwards on that hill. Uh, or not hill. That's still a bit too much called hill. Anyway, Jakobsen, Groenevecken, Ewan, Philipson. It's a lot of Ben people. Wild van Aert and... They were the main sprinters. Kristoff was still here. They've lugged themselves over the Alps and the Pyrenees for a reason. The Green's locked up and I feel, Benji, like, I don't know. There's probably some statistics out there about abandonments. Maybe there's less than last year, more than last year. But I feel like the heat, COVID, we had COVID positives, has decimated the lead outs and we're seeing like scrappier lead outs with like less control even on a pure sprint stage like this.
1: I have no one to credit because I forgot who posted it on Twitter, but I remember that someone posted that two days ago, this Tour de France had the most abandonment since 2006, but this morning we started with two or three riders less because Izaguieri decided to go home. He decided to...
0: I, I need to check if he's in their top 10 on... you Because you know he was up there on GC, he, he, they, so he had 25 UCI points gone. <laughs> and like they need every point so i mean i don't he mind not being in their top 10 i hope they check but yeah Anyway, sorry Gone.
1: yeah he decided to go home because he wants to raise a a race obviously otherwise he wouldn't be racing in his hometown which is uh i have no clue where his hometown is but we'll take it we'll take Fast it country that's not
0: a town Nah, it's a region autonomous region in spain but yeah, problem i'm going to guess bilbao or vitoria-gasteiz which probably is not in basque country yeah he went home uh, i don't think there was any other real news the main news really was a concerted attack or a pre-planned attack that left out who who was, was geshka wearing polka dots
1: today he was wearing polka dots today i think he
0: refused to participate because the three jerseys yellow green yellow, uh, yellow green white went on the attack while avan up jonas Vingergaard at the start of the stage when it's supposed to be champagne time and geshko wasn't there i think because Geshke said i don't want to wear the jersey as a loner from Vingergaard or somebody else i kind of get that to be honest but he has to like the race organizer requires you to. he has no choice and i think he was like no nah, sorry i'm not feeling it not in the mood
1: <laughs> yeah it was uh it was good like that that attack was pretty funny to me i enjoy that stuff and playing around a bit at the start Wout van leading a you well, in that attack. We're trying to chase up. So kind of like week one, right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, like when what was the stage where Van Aert bridged Pogaccio to the break? I don't and remember. Because we didn't see it and there it, like, was no yeah. live coverage and all the commentators were like, wow, Van Aert, he's done a great job marking <laughs> Pogaccio there. And then the comments came out later and I was like, oh, he was one bridge Pogaccio to the break. Oh, okay. That's not great. <laughs> anyway, Sean's League's Sprint. Um, in honour of Roglic, who's not here, who actually apparently is um, still recovering from his injuries, so Welter might be in doubt with those rumours. Um, in honour of Roglic, Sepkus when they were doing the Sky, um, everyone holding hands, tried to crash out everybody in the Jumbo-Visma um, team. But they're missing Van Hooydonk, who had to go home yesterday for family reasons. They're missing, uh, obviously, Roglic, as well as Stefan Kreuzweik. So they're holding up their numbers, I think. Champagne sipping, we might not have been. They're probably sipping 0% champagne. Shameful stuff in the Umba Visma team car. Um, Wiggins was back. I don't know why. Can anyone tell us why Why was Brad Wiggins gone from the bike? Because, like, Contador, great rider and all, but um, I heard aquí, aquí estamos al, al cola del peloton, and like about a 1,000 times, And whereas Wiggins, you never know what you're going to get. So glad he was back um, in his element. Weekends on the motor, one of the highlights of the Tour for me if we're doing highlights. But, yeah, one of the highlights was us coming to Paris for this last stage. We're here mainly for the Tour de France Fama Zwift, which was, I think, a more, you know, the whole race is a real race and a bigger moment, frankly, than the, the procession here. I always feel like the Tour de France men's race kind of finished yesterday, frankly. Uh, but, yeah, we're here uh, with courtesy of Zwift uh, checking out the race. And, yeah, it was a great stage. So we're encouraging everyone, if you – uh, not sick of cycling yet, or you want some more, which I'm really looking forward to the women's race and it's something different as well, which is always good to watch the fam. Stage one podcast is already up and the highlight video on my main channel, uh, Lantern Rouge YouTube channel, as well. So, Swift ourselves, we're calling everyone to watch the fam, watch the women's race. The, the sprint field is ridiculous, frankly. Voss, and you never know, like you don't know how long these riders going to, like these mythical generational riders, will be right. And Van der Brecher retired last year. So, like, Voss, I don't know, but you watch Inner Element today and tomorrow while you still can. So uh, you can check out all the recaps of all eight stages or seven left on LRCP. And thanks to Zwift, most importantly, for the time in Paris, which you have enjoyed greatly, and for supporting the podcast. But Benji, when the race actually did kick off, um,
1: yeah, who was in the break? Was there an intermediate sprint today? There was a, a KWM at first. Simon Gashk took it. Oh, the right. one point, legendary uh, Côte de la Forêt de Meudon. Perfect French. Look at it. What an improvement from the Valorant. Ah oh, fuck.
0: Call the Valorant, I say.
1: Perfect, perfect. Anyway, exactly. Uh, you have Yambo processing at the front of the Peloton. Attacks by the likes of Ruch when we get to the actual Champs-Elysées section, because that's where the move usually start happening. The Peloton kind of speeds up towards that section. They spend about seven hours on the first 20 kilometers to then speed up towards Champs-Élysées, and the attacks start flowing. Jonas Ruch, Trotnik, and forth. Plenty of people trying to get in the move. Latour, Nylans, Paulette, Cosnefro, at like 50k to go. Later, we had moves by Bissiger, Wolf again, to nick, Mathieu, Borgodot, Julien Alaphilippe from the Aldi, or AliExpress, what is it again? It's uh, one of those. Walmart. AliExpress, Jala. AliExpress, and we, Jala. We
0: met Alaphilippe's cousin-in-law today as well, I think. Uh, well, he, he he said he was Alaphilippe's he cousin to was. me, so. And then I was saying things, I was like, oh yeah,
1: seeing you Andorra training sometimes, and I was like, oh,
0: Andorra, I was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was a scammer. i don't know <laughs> but nice guy anyway anyway plenty of people trying to join the front matthew jorgensen attacked for a bit martinez was up there for a bit so how the peloton decided today i'm gonna go into the attack and then we finally got a group that stuck for quite a bit shockman in there for bora owen dull and jonas ruch once again for evadication first yeah, really making a point about being in every single move in this in the Champs-Elysees stage, that is for sure. Legac bridging and Antoine Duchesne, and that's the five-man group that we saw literally in the distance passing left and right on the Champs-Elysees. We saw a few heads popping up, and uh, yeah, there were some people dropping off the back ASAP fairly soon because the peloton started speeding up towards the final 20 kilometers is what I what I saw as it. And the dropped riders, I think Duchesne and Legac were the first to drop because I swear there were two F riders popping past me with another rider that was not a a groupama rider,
0: I think Duel might have gone too. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, that was just like Lotto. All the the sprinter teams at this point had everything under control. It was all fine. It was Lotto, Alperson, Bike Exchange, Quick Step, all just controlling and not tr- controlling too much. Like you could even see. In a couple of the laps, they were chasing properly when the gap was a bit bigger, but when the the break was on its last legs, when guys had been dropping off it, you could visibly see that actually slowed down on the rise up to the Arc de Triomphe as it was getting into the last sort of 20, 15 kilometers. And then we had some not even meme attacks. They're they're genuine, genuine attacks from second and third on GC, but these weren't coordinated. I, I do wonder... If they had been coordinated, if they might have been slightly more effective because Thomas starts to lead out for Ghana on one side of the road, and you, we can see Pogaccio winding it up. We all know he's going to do it, and he starts to wind up on the other side, and then they sort of meet in the middle or Pogaccio goes ahead, and I was like, I don't know. I feel like there, there is a world where uh, Pogaccio and Ghana in different circumstances where it's coordinated, where Ghana's in good shape, actually could pose a problem on Champs for sprinters teams like
1: Vinokurov yeah but is it not too far away when they make these moves we're talking about roughly seven kilometers still to ride on the Champs-Élysées like you're destined to have plenty of sprint teams that still have domestiques to to ride you down right
0: true and and like when you attack that late they're never going to be out of guys. they might have to use their second last man when they don't want to but they're never going to be out of guys. Whereas, yeah, if you do an attack in the last 1500, if you do a Christophe Laporte attack and suddenly it's Sagan and you and and Christophe looking at each other with 600 metres to go and Phillips and then, yeah, they have good prospects for success. But they got reeled in by some two strong guys who've been really strong in this Tour de France, Pollitt, who's had a really heavy workload, actually, uh, this Tour de France and particularly with Kamner, who then, uh, then left. Like, Pollitt was then trying to go from Domestique, but he'd been pulling as a tug buddy for Kamner and co. Yeah. He was trying to go for stage wins. He had a heavy workload. Then Quinn Simmons for Trexy Alfredo, for Mads Pedersen. And we had a similar Laporte-Finesseur attack from Benjamin Tomar. And I'm not sure who was behind him. It was like, okay, a rider on his wheel? Um, I was like, is he leading out like Hofstede, who's his friend? But it was... <laughs> It was weird because it was it was in the last fifteen hundred it's when they're going towards the chicane I think in the tunnel right yeah. yeah, it was late and I and usually it's hard like I get it sometimes guys go at three at two point eight mm-hmm. when teams have three riders each and they're like no you go you pace you pace I okay, get I remember that last year on the other side of the road but one point six I was like. But Bike Exchange, I think the Thomas' attack, really, that was the beginning of Gronerweg Sprint in the lead out going slightly wrong.
1: Yeah, Benjamin Thomas indeed making that move. And we saw two teams in the peloton kind of riding next to each other after they caught that Thomas attack. And that was Bike Exchange and Alperson. And I think Alperson had a limited amount of riders left. I think two riders on the right side of the road. And that is before the uh, chicane is still coming and so forth. And we've got Grunewagen with multiple domestiques on the left side, but is it enough domestiques to make it to the line? That's the answer we would have. And Jasper Philipsen basically puts himself in a, a very good position by getting in the wheel of... Was he directly in the wheel of Grunewagen going to the final section? or?
0: I think so. And, and Grunewegen a lot of things kept going wrong for him. Mez gets tried his best. You can see there's the side on camera. Bike Exchange do have good numbers. they got better numbers than Albers and Phoenix. Grunewagen is in decent position, but a few things go wrong. First of all, that to my attack. Second of all, Jasper Sterven was in the middle, was in front of Grunewagen. And I think Grunewagen was hoping, he's like, please do a lead out as if I'm Pedersen <laughs> and don't just pull off. And I think it was Sterven. Pulls off, stuffs Vegan, because when Mez gets pulls off, and you see Mezgetz was like, Gronerwegen is not coming through, and Mezgetz, he's out of the saddle, out of the saddle, out of the saddle, gets back in the saddle looking around like, oh, come on, someone has to start sprinting. And Vegan, actually, there's another, I think, Philipson, yeah, was just waiting really, really late, and Gronerwegen had to, I don't know where he opened up, like 300? Yep. Like super, super far. And what have showed last year, you can go from far if other guys get boxed in, if you have a good lead out, if other people box them in, but 300. Against Phillipson's too far. Phillipson showing the cleanest pair of heels, wins this by maybe seven, eight bike lengths. His third week, we both picked him. Probably the first thing we've said, correct, this tour. Um, <laughs> I think he's actually the short favourite, probably, <laughs> I didn't check. Um, but yeah, he wins easily eight bike lengths. And I think that's a, uh, the reason I went with Phillipson was not because I think in UAE Tour Stage 3 next year, that Jasper Phillipson's going to be faster than Dylan Gronevac or Fabio Jakobsen. I just yeah. think. He might. I, he's, his positioning's better, but I think his recovery, just getting over the hills, it just must have taken less of a toll, I was guessing, on him. Even stage 15, he showed a clean period. In fact, all the Tour de France, he's been fast, and he's just been a bit unlucky earlier. I think it just being wider road today, there's less bodies, there's less lead-up man. Yeah, he's just good timing. And Grunewald in second, I think Christophe third. He was fighting, again, Ewan... I haven't checked, but Jürgen was fighting Christoph for Grunewin as well, and then I think he stopped sprinting. Yep. He, he's come eighth, and I think he might have stopped sprinting on the Laporte stage too. And, like, I don't know. Like, they need the UCI points. I know it's only 25, but, like, you they're, yeah. they're not in a place to just stop sprinting. They Also, the whole team's been dedicated to him, and I, I'm not saying he did He did stop today. He might have been checked out or dropped chain from Christoph, but if that has happened... um, you know, that I think that would be pretty disappointing if you're someone like Andreas Krohn or Vermeesh. Vermeesh wasn't allowed in the break on Stage 19. They had to pool all day. So,
1: um, I don't know. Yes, yeah, certainly. And, like, when it comes to the Philipson sprint, I wanted to, like, judge it a bit. Like, the reason I picked him yesterday was because I feel like his maneuverabilities during the sprint, his ways of trying to figure out a passageway through the spots that you don't even see a passageway from the helicopter shot he just slides through two riders like there's an actual hole in between them while there is often not and that makes such a good quality because that means that if you're in a bad position you can sometimes fix it it didn't work out in week one it started working out in week two and it brought uh another victory today a bit as well although i think his alperson lead out brought him to a position where he was able to choose the wheel himself quite nicely which was Basically, one of the perfect wheels, the lead-out from Grunewagen from 300 meters out. So, a perfect bike exchange lead-out for Philipson today. That's uh, for sure. Some shout-outs to Top 10 riders. Jeremy Le Croc has been getting multiple top 10s this uh, year in the Tour de France when it comes to sprints, together with Mozzato. So, the sprinting when it comes to BNB, who is getting a, a 15 to 19 million sponsor next year in Pro, Pro Conti. I believe when I see it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Okay. I've heard too many people talk about it.
0: I mean, they must have a great great sponsorship guy. I mean, have you seen them in the tour? Well, apparently, I've. Gujar, Gujar's been all right. Yeah. Gujar's been all right getting in some breaks. And yeah, okay. 15, 19 million. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, it's to expand the team obviously. I guess, next yeah, year.
0: yeah. To compete with.
1: Yeah. But hey, when it comes to this year, they don't have that money yet. Fred Wright doing a wonderful sprint as well, 10th on this one which uh, he's had a wonderful Tour de France, to be honest. He's been really strong in breakaways. It's a matter of time before the guy gets a, a stage win, in my opinion, that's for certain. But that kind of seals the deal when it comes to this final sprint stage, right? Or is there... And if is, is Philipsen on the level of Jakobsen in terms of sprinting?
0: Well, I mean, Jakobsen, the hills definitely... Like, he didn't come in the top 10. I don't know if he had a mechanical. He seemed distraught leaning over the car. He just—he's just not as versatile. Like it's just—it really—it's a numbers game. If if you're going to send go, the team is going to go for thirty sprints a year with a guy or or twenty sprints a year. 30's probably a bit many, and not all of them are going to be pancake flat. And then a few of them, but they're not. I'm not talking climbing sprinty boy stage. I'm just talking like I don't know the stage fifteen, like with a like a five percent or even a four percent climb, and you just you just know Philipson's going to get over it. No problem, and his legs will be fine on the other end. And like, it, it's just been a really big problem for Jakobsen, and I think the the big mountains hurt him. It's not. I think the Vuelta time cuts are pretty generous, uh, and this is his first Tour de France, I think. Yeah. So the Tour de France time cuts with these hard stages uh, and particularly the way they were raced by GC made it very very difficult on him. He nearly missed it in Paraguay. So yeah, that's a long answer to your question to say, yeah, I think Jasper Philipson. Yeah. I mean, if you put Philipson with, if he had Rickard and if that, because I would say the Alperson team overall has not been that good. Like, and, and I know Google's out, and it was crash injured, and, and Vanderpool had to leave. A few more stages, better controlled, like stage 19, they were missing a guy. He was missing a guy there, and I'm not blaming Krieger. They're, they're two men down. But stage 19 or, or other stages, or the Wout Van Art stage, for example
1: he might have had three or four stage wins. Yep. With Ricard, he has three or four stage wins. I believe that 100%. And I'd argue that he's at least the third best sprinter in the world, if not the second or first. I. It's hard to compare because there's so many sprints where Jakobsen was not there when Philipsen was there. It's. I'd have to look at everything this year again to actually make a ranking. But we we do that at the well, end of the well,
0: year. Jakobsen's won a lot. He But but you look at the quality of the wins. Tour de France first sprint stage. Peak quality, can't knock it. He won another World Tour race as well before this. can't remember if it was Paris-Nice. I think it was Paris-Nice. He, he, he towered up, up in that crosswind stage. Mm-hmm. Koerner, he won. Let's call that. That is World Tour level. You can't say it's not. But then a lot of them are, you know, Walter Argarve, but then they're against Melier. So I don't know. I think Jakobsen still pure speed really good. I think Grunewald and Speed is really good too. And then there's just been lead-out issues. And lead-out issues for Quick Step too. I think this Tour de France has been... I would say the worst the quick-step lead-out trainers looked in a long time at a Tour de France. And it's not their fault that Mercu finished outside the time and got heat stroke or sick or whatever. That, of course, makes a big difference. But even with Mercou, and then, you know, he was taking Asgren with, I think, a slight knee injury or something, and I don't know, he's Danish, et cetera. But, yeah, the lead-out hasn't looked that good. But, frankly, there has been no dominant lead-out. It's not like a Giro d'Italia 2021. To, sorry, you can say Krupama, FTG they were like on yeah. their lead-out. Yeah. Singledam, Guarnieri, they were back with Damar. Last year's quick-step lead-out, just unreal for Cavendish. There hasn't been one at the Tour de France, really, that I can be like, okay, they those guys really dominated the sprints. I think Laporte was the best lead-out man in this year's Tour de France, but kind of bizarre that Van Aert and Laporte didn't contest the sprint. Like, I swear I saw the green jersey in the line at some point in the last four case. Maybe I was looking at my phone or whatever. But then they were in the, the lineup just celebrating with Vingegaard afterwards. Like That really surprised me that Van Aert didn't go for the sprint.
1: I had no clue because I, I was looking at the Rays and I didn't see them. So I was looking at the people that were sprinting and I only just realized that Van well, Aert was not in the final well, I, I, no, I was looking. I was like, where I
0: was like, where the fuck is the green jersey? And. He didn't contest it. I guess he won, he won yesterday. Like I think if, if he doesn't win yesterday, does he go for the sprint? Probably more likely. But yeah, like kind of surprising to see that. I was expecting the um Wiggins Wiggins leading out Cavendish in yellow in twenty twelve. Yeah. I was expecting that. I guess you know, got probably a little bit less five pound flat compared to Bradley Wiggins twenty twelve. But yeah. Anyway, that's the Tour de France. Done and dusted for us. Vingegaard takes the general classification, ahead of Pegacha, ahead of Garant, Thomas Good, who keeps fourth. Vlasov in fifth, then Bardet, I think in sixth. Off the top of my head? No, Quintana, apologies, Naira Quintana. That's a great, Quintana in sixth. I know time gaps, I'm not saying them for a reason. They're monstrous, but let's just talk positions. Bardet, seventh. Menkes, eighth. That's still a good tour despite the um, TT disappointment. Lachenko ninth, and Adam Yates, tenth.
1: And I think Woutfenard beats Sigan's record 471 to 480 now with Woutfenard. Somebody will have to check in the comment section. I don't know this record by heart. I don't care about does, it does, Yeah, like,
0: does anyone care about... Well, might, I don't know. No, but, like, the point allocation
1: changes every. really. Sparza cares, okay? Like not a real record. It's, it's not even a real record indeed <laughs> because it's been, like, 600 <laughs> in the past, but I think they're counting it from this era or something. Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess... Yeah, not a real record. Um, <laughs> KOM, Jonas Fingergaard takes ahead of Geshka. ASO tried their best. If you read Roll's article before the Tour de France, they tried to rig it. Well, did they? Actually, that's not true. They took away double points on top some of the mountains. It just – it's super low, like 65 points for Geshka. I'm not saying he wasn't trying. I'm saying it just – Compared to last year, where the fourth place Van Aert, had 68, third place vingard had 82, while Poles had 88 last year, that's with the double points on KOM. And this year, the winner has 72, less than what Poles. So it just it, it was just the problem with break formation. It, it just stuffed Geshka. And I know, you know, Pierre Luc Pierre did his best, but it just. GC winning a, an extra stage was enough to turn it the alter camp stage. So I feel bad for Geshka Um in in that sense Pogacha takes wide obviously and Ineos take teams. I think Ineos Ineos start going for teams like early. So right. slipping guys in breaks for teams early which yeah. yeah. I mean we'll do it a full re-
1: I mean yeah it worked. Novo start 2.0 in that sense but no nah, it's uh they still put him with Thomas, so that that's a pretty damn big deal for that guy, for certain. When it comes to KOM, like maybe this is something to talk about on the on the recap podcast, but would it help for taking away the KOMs on a final climb, for example?
0: I think that's too much bullshit. Like there's like I get you take away the gimmick of the double points, but taking away from the final climb <laughs> is come on, like and or you know, the break might win next year so so then you're gonna deny the guy in the break who did win on the mountaintop finish like and I, i'm looking at it from the perspective i want a break guy to win it i don't want a gc guy to win it mainly because like it's just there's zero i don't think let's be honest does Vingergaard care that he won kom like was that a target for him absolutely not i think he wanted to win a stage win in yellow and it just so happened they took kom like geshka's tried to and that and you can the answer would be well they weren't good enough for geshka to to accrue enough points they could have gone about a different way yeah maybe i mean i don't uh, think they need to change it too much i just think the gc won more than anyone thought on these particular stages
1: exactly i agree i think the break formation is the reasoning for it i do also agree that i personally see a breakaway rider winning this because otherwise it takes the incentive to for those riders to even be in the breakaway to catch those KOM points. They'd only be hunting for the stage wins instead then, uh, or sometime in the KOM jersey mm-hmm. instead of winning it. But
0: Also, don't you remember Wout Poles and Wout Van and Mike Wood's sprints last year? Like, I, I thought
1: they were kind of, it added a bit. I thought they were kind of good. You probably got a poster of like, wild pools 10 wild meters pool's, before the peloton wild pool
0: sprint low key to borrow benji's and low key underrated which means it's just underrated
1: yeah <laughs> it is underrated okay 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 i think a lot of people will disagree with us that they want the best climber in the km jersey it's fine drop your comments below uh, or on twitter at hashtag no that's not our username
0: Atlantian Rouge CP. yes but yeah it's not the points jersey the points jersey is not the best sprinter it's the points jersey who for a person who accrues the most points km jersey is for Points accrual, not the best climb, In my opinion, that's With how I look at it. The king of the mountains. Like, I know what does that king. mean? The guy who accrued the most points on the mountains. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why we've done a five-minute tangent on K.O. And we're going to wrap it up. We've got to go to dinner shortly. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for a lot of the kind messages uh, yesterday. Really, really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and all the podcasts throughout the tour. It's been a lot of work, but it's very tired. But it's been a very enjoyable tour. And... Yeah, it's been really – like it's been one of the best tours I've ever watched, best Grand Tours I've ever watched, and I think it's the best Grand Tour we've ever covered. So it's been fantastic. We hope you've enjoyed the pods. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow with the Tour de France of uh, Eggs Swift Stage 2 Recap. Till then, ciao.